Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 271 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Lowe's. Thank you, Lowe's. Thank, Thank you. Not you. the store, but a person. Or is it Lois? Yeah. I was actually wondering it might be Loa Lois. Is it Lois? Or is it Luz? I don't know. Um, but however thank you. you pronounce I your love name, you. Thank you. I love you and thank you. Okay, so today we are discussing part two of chapter 24 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Sectum Sempra. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to splash your way through the details. Oh. Is that a bad joke? <laughs> it's it's not tasteful. Gory. Could have gone with blush. <laughs> All right, Meg's Mouse Tales, tell me about your adventures. Uh, well, Katie and I ventured to Atlanta to see Harry Potter the Exhibition. Mm-hmm. We wanted to see if it was different or the same from Philly. I was curious. Uh, we also we also met up with Mia and Brandt. No, not oh, I wish that we met oh. up with Brandon. <laughs> He's gonna cry. <laughs> Yeah, we tweets. met up with Mia and Marcus and Mia came to the exhibition with us and it was super fun. And we have all of those stories ready to post. I'm oh going to post them. Um, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Perfect. I mean, that's not going to match up to when this recording is happening, but for anybody who's live on discord, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Um, so anyway, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was, I I mean, obviously, like, the space is different than the space that held the exhibition in Philly. So, like, the setup of some of the rooms was a little bit different. But it really, um, it really was almost the same rooms and, like, the same um, artifacts and clothing items. Like, I don't think that they had anything different or unique to atlanta the one thing atlanta did have that was different from philly um was they had a lot more merch at the end Mm. oh yeah (laughs) the gift shop at the end was much bigger they had they had actually asked um vendors outside of just having their like harry potter the exhibition merch um they they reached out to like noble collection and a couple of other companies to like get some stuff there for them to sell so their gift shop space was much bigger that's um, awesome. Yeah. I really enjoy I mean, I had a good time. It's um it was all the same interactive spots. Uh they had like the Defense Against the Dark Arts classroom potions. Um You know what? This one was almost more enjoyable to me because there was less people. It was less crowded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Um fun thing that I noticed. Oh, no. And and I don't know if this was the case in Philly because I just didn't pay attention to it. And for whatever reason, I I paid attention to it this time. But we were in the room that had all of the different wands on display. And then you could like go and cast Wingardium Leviosa with your like little bracelet to earn Mm -hmm. your house points. Um, The wallpaper had incorrect spellings of incantations on it. 
multiple <gasps> multiple incorrect no. spellings yes uh, i took some pictures hold on I'll, I'll tell i'll read you some of them we couldn't stop um, looking at them i was like i'm haunted <laughs> and then also incorrect wand <gasps> movements yes as well oh my so information. i was i was really annoyed i was like this is a licensed thing you would think how do you get that wrong like who approved this who approved this message Okay, let me pull up some of these. Um, it really annoyed me. So first of all, um, most importantly, they had the wand movement incorrect for Wingardium Leviosa. Um, I was like, um, I have that tattooed on my wrist. I know exactly how that looks because it's swish and flick. Well, and also it was inconsistent because it's on the wall, wrong. But then when you then cast I, it on the tablet, it was correct. It's correct. And on the floor, it was, it was correct. correct. So what are you doing? But the wallpaper was wrong. What are you doing? Also, they spelled. Um, they spelled are these. I know another one they spelled wrong. Can I say it? Specialis Revelto <laughs> instead of Revelio. They also spelled Avada Kedavra wrong. They did spell Avada Kedavra wrong. It was. What was it? Ava- <laughs> it was. It was, <laughs> it was Akada Kedavra. I love that journey for them. Also, <laughs> instead of Aguamenti, it was Aquamenti. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was just really annoying. It's really weird, though. Like, it's strange. It is so frustrating because it's like. Not only that, but like they created these movements and everything for the wizarding world of Harry Potter. They have them all over the parks. Why is it hard? Like, where would you have just gotten this different wand motion? It just, I don't know. It was very lazy and it actually really bothered me. And I know that that is something like really small and stupid to be really bothered by, but like, it seems lazy. It's so lazy and yeah. like it's not a hard thing to get right. I just write them it, a strongly worded letter. <laughs> it Sign really annoyed it, me. Karen. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also the one the one big huge criticism I need to give to Harry Potter the exhibition. I mean, I just want to say overall, it is an amazing time. And if you are all about movie props and stuff like that, please go. It is so much fun. Yeah, it's very that good. That being said, the lighting that they have done is not terrible. Good. Oh, no. Absolutely horrible. I couldn't even see Draco's outfit or his wand in the Slytherin section of the of the house rooms. Um, the, <laughs> the Triwizard Room, all four of the outfits were next to each other in a glass case and they put sticker um descriptions descriptions of each of them above them but had the lights shine through the glass so there was a massive shadow on the costume oh. um also when before you go in they encourage you to take photos and videos and it's like but you set me up for failure because I can't get a picture or a video of anything worth sharing because you guys use so, such terrible lighting I don't remember the lighting being that bad in Philadelphia. I, I feel like it, I mean, it wasn't, wasn't great, great, but I don't think it was like horrid. But I could yeah. see Draco's outfit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I just remember it being kind of crummy for pictures anyway, just because of the glare off of the glass and the reflection. Yeah. That yeah. that's the only thing that kind of stinks. It was um, like I I wish they would have <laughs> put things further back and put gates. 
like maybe yeah. some fancy like fencing. I know that sounds really weird, but at least you wouldn't you would get like quality pictures and everybody is about like that social media push. They want to like that gets people to go. They see this. It's a photo mm -hmm. op. Everybody loves a photo op, whether we liked it or not. That's where we're at Correct. in our world. And like you could do a much better job if you would just push things back. You can make a fence look fancy and Hogwartian. Go for it. Yeah. I don't know. That's my beef. I am trying to see if I had any videos of the wand room in Philly, and I don't. And then I was trying. I want to see really quick if they. I also, might. the divination room is really cool, but it was so hard to see mm. what you were supposed to see. Like it was almost yeah. like too difficult. Well, and maybe you're not a seer. <laughs> <laughs> I felt really bad because there was eye. there was a group in front of us and the one girl got so upset because she couldn't read her like fortune that is in there and they only let you do it once. So like she went to go and do it and then like they were all trying to figure out how to read it and it disappeared and she didn't get a chance to see it and she was like really upset about it and you can't do it again to like try again. And um, I felt bad for her. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just it's really it like overall, though, it's it's a it's a great time. They just um, they need to know how to not use spell check on spells that are not real words. You have and, to use real um, spell check, like magic <laughs> spell check and get better lighting because like. Because like this is a way to make having the traveling exhibition is a way to make things something like leaves didn't be more accessible to people mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. to give them that experience with like the not great lighting and stuff like that is just like unfortunate um i like right. brandon in the chat said hashtag do better yes i <laughs> agree so like you're almost there it's really amazing yeah but, like i'd like to see the stuff that's on yeah. display and i do really <laughs> like the interactivity it's so fun for kids it's fun to watch the kids Especially I love the the Defense Against the Dark Arts one where you're like doing the um, ridiculous. I just mm -hmm. love how like and not only I mean, the interactivity thing is kind of like whatever. You're just like hitting some buttons, but like it's still fun. But like seeing the wardrobe, like the wardrobe itself looks real that you're like standing in front of. Like that is just really cool to see. And like it's a cool photo opportunity. Um, I don't know. It's cool. But they could uh, they could make some improvements. Well, thank you for sharing. I mean, now Katie, you, you didn't say anything I'm, really. I'm Katie so probably sorry. agrees with everything you're saying. I do always. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, <laughs> Lori Kim is back, Wait. and she's been here the whole time. <laughs> Hi, Lori. Welcome back. Thank you for having <laughs> thank me. You. Thank Absolutely. you. Always, oh, we are honored. We are honored, truly. Truly honored. <laughs> yes, as Brandon said, backed by popular Aww. demand. <laughs> truly, our <laughs> listeners really, really adore you. So, and so do we. Thank so you, we're we're you. happy to have you again. Thank you. All right, Megan, you may finish your green. Okay. Make sure that you follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends because if you like us, then they will too. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Swish Flickcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flickcast 
Supporting our podcast keeps us going, and it gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, which part four of Ginny just dropped, in case anybody is wondering. It is live. Um, also gives you access to our Discord channel, which hosts our live recordings. We have trivia games, Swish Swag Boxes, and more. Thank you all so much for your support. As always, we are accepting Potter stories or any fun things or questions or concerns uh, to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Katie. F of A. All right. It's the recap. <laughs> <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> oh, that's one of the best TikTok sounds ever. Oh, no. Oh. It's Melanie. <laughs> The best use of that TikTok sound, though, is all of the videos of like the dogs with their owners throwing away their toys. Yes, because they've destroyed them. They're like, they're like, what's happening to that? That's funny. Oh, really nice. Also, like, we had to throw away three toys of Fillmore's yesterday, so he really felt that. Yeah, puppies, man. Fozzie hasn't destroyed a toy in years. Feel so bad because they're probably like, I just got to the fluff. I worked so hard to get there. Why are you taking it away from me? <laughs> he follows me and watches me throw it away and then looks at me like, <laughs> why? <laughs> like, because you can't eat fluff. Sorry. This is why we can't have nice things. Fillmore. Yep. Right. Okay. Recap time. Relationships all over Hogwarts. Mm. Ending. Dunzo. Dunzo. <laughs> Ron and Lav Lav, no more. Ginny and Dean. No more. Katie Bell, she's back. She's not done so. She's not done so. She is still alive. She is healthy as oh. Uh, and she <laughs> still doesn't know who gave her the necklace because that's the first thing Harry says. I think I mean I hope that he asks if she's okay or says hi, but I don't really remember if he does. Kind of. Um <laughs> Harry's like, hi, who gave you the necklace? Who's, yeah. who's the necklace from? <laughs> Harry is still fighting with himself over who to choose, Ron or Ginny. Mm. Best mate, love of his life. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Maybe a uh, a Quidditch win will fix everything for him. He should go listen to Taylor Swift's song, How You Get the Girl. <laughs> then he would learn. Then he would yeah. know. Then he would know. It's spelled out. Oh, it's my turn. Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right. It's time for a summary of what we're talking about today. Whoa. Harry sees... <laughs> what? It's, what a novel thing to do! <laughs> well, uh, Harry sees Draco and Myrtle talking, and Malfoy is actually, like, legitimately sobbing. But he does spot Harry in the mirror and then goes to curse him. In fact, he tries to cast an unforgivable at Harry, which then turns Harry uh, to try, or not to try, he successfully does, cast Sectumsempra. Of all the times to get it right on the first try. <laughs> right? Um, this is awful. There's a lot of blood. Myrtle screams about a murder. <laughs> Snape comes super fast and heals Draco. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> Um, and then demands that Harry brings his school books to the bathroom immediately. Immediately. Uh, but Harry does quickly take Ron's potions book because he wants that to be his book. And he hides the prince's book in the room of requirement. And then um, Snape gives him lots and lots of detentions. 
<laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but like that's some quick thinking. Yeah. It is very quick on thinking. Harry's mm-hmm. part. I would have just been like, I lost it. I couldn't find it. And just not Katie only... panics and throws it in a fire. <laughs> like, like potions? What potions? I'm not even taking. I don't take that class. <laughs> I dropped out. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Uh, not only that, though, but like the whole like, oh, I'm gonna go drop this off in the room of requirement. Like, there's no way I'm thinking that fast. No. I would think about that two hours later and be like, oh, I should have done that. Yeah, yeah. same, same. Uh, I just want to say before I get started on my section is long live Runal Waslib. Oh, Runal Waslib. <laughs> that needs to be a sticker. We're write it down and design it, you artist. Taylor Swift song titles today already. Just saying, (laughs) I love it. I'm here for it. Now it's time to bust out Twilight. No. Oh yeah, that's my mission every episode. (gasps) Oh, Twilight. Catherine. (laughs) Always mention Twilight. Oh god. (laughs) Happy anniversary, Twilight. What? No. What? Mia, explain, please. Today. Twilight release date. Is it today? <gasps> oh wait, no. Hold on. Book book or movie? Guys, oh, I decided to today. play. Yeah. I decided to play bingo myself, and I already almost have it. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I'm serious. I'm only missing one, and it you will can't definitely play happen bingo at some yourself because then you'll know what to bring up. But I haven't been. <laughs> like I haven't been cheating. I mean, I know you're not going to take my Wait, word for it. Oh, yeah. Let me just say, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> cheat. I haven't been cheating this whole time. Oh, okay. Says the Gryffindor. Gryffin. Gryffin <laughs> door. Uh, it okay, is... but happy Twilight release day. <laughs> woo, woo. No, I will not the wish s- that. It's the skin of the say killer, it. Bella. Oh, loud. Happy release day. Happy release day. Mm-mm. No, I will not. Whenever we move back, no, we have to have no. a Twilight Marathon no. party. Yes. <laughs> oh my God! Can we put roll-on glitter on? What? Yes. Oh, we, have oh. we have to have roll-on glitter. <laughs> I was thinking this isn't a '90s party. What's going on? <laughs> it is now. All right, we're gonna get started. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Lori's I'm like, sh- I just want to talk about snake. I'm <laughs> thinking about glitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, glitter. Do you remember the Bath and Body Works glitter? The bomb. Roll it on. Roll that stuff on. Right on the chest piece. Go to the dance. Yep. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> the apple scent was my fave. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, Harry spots Malfoy with Myrtle in the boys' bathroom on the floor below him. And he only stopped kind of like gaping at the map at this unusual pairing because he runs into a suit of armor and it crashes. <laughs> and I just think that's great. It's and, me. Uh, right. So he like boot scoots and boogies his way out of there because he doesn't want Flitwick <laughs> to find him. <laughs> and he gets to the bathroom and he tries to see what's going on. So he's a peeping Harry. <laughs> Not the, s- the scene Malfoy is standing with his back to the door his hands are on either side of a sink and his head is bowed low and in my mind this is just like a p- the picture of defeat yes this scene is literally 
portrayed so perfectly in the movie. Tom Felton does such a good job of like showing Draco's emotions at this spot. And I plus, like it. Plus he's like majorly hot. So it helps. Well, <laughs> there is that. I do like the whole little like fight scene though. And Snape doing the healing and you just get this like sense of dread at what Harry just did because of the music like it's just done so well Mm -hmm. I agree I agree quote don't crooned moaning Myrtle's voice she is loving life right now sounded like don't (laughs) oh my god get out that was too good (laughs) don't tell me what's wrong I can help you. <laughs> oh, I hate it. This is very <laughs> clearly not their first conversation. Yeah. Um, the tone feels that they have spoken many times before. And just I asked, can you imagine this? Like, when did he start going in there? When did he actually start talking with her? We know that she loves herself a man in the bathroom and she likes to converse. Uh, like, this has clearly been going on a while. Brandon said Myrtle is a little flirtle. She is. She is. I mean, she's crooning at him. She loves the fact that he's here. And I also think that she, Misery loves company, right? I think Mm -hmm. that she's eating all of this up. Um, She likes that he has problems. (laughs) Now we got problems. (laughs) Oh, my God. Taylor episode. Oh, my gosh. So Malfoy goes on to tell her that nobody can help him. He which kind of true. He's shaking. He can't do it. It won't work. Quote, he'll kill me, a.k.a. Uncle Boldy. Oh my god. Uncle Voldy. It's a lie. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> that Megan broke. <laughs> so, yeah, this is the point that Snape and Narcissa have been waiting for, right? Like, even before he started, yeah. like, there will come a point when teen Death Eaters realize there's no way out. And I, yeah. it came pretty Ooh, quickly. Yeah. It did. Yeah. I yeah. think that he's, I think, well, I think Draco has probably <laughs> regretted that he ag- kind of forced, not kind of, he forcibly agreed to do this, but he's like hardcore regretting it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't know how to grapple with it. Yes. It makes me think of Regulus because yeah. Regulus, um, yeah. the wiki or the lexicon rather says that he, um, would have been around the age of 16 and Malfoy is 16. Yeah. yeah. And right. Right yeah, now he's still he is 16. He's, him yeah, and Harry are yeah, like he, the youngest. Him and Harry. Right? Yeah. Um, and teenage death eaters, like you said, Lori, it's the point of no return. They realize they can't get out and Regulus, you know, actively works against him. He finally, he like turns it around and, and works against Voldemort and Malfoy does this, but he doesn't do it until later. And he does yeah. it in kind of like um, a very behind the scenes kind of way. If we look at Malfoy Manor, he d- 
doesn't rat them out when he clearly should no that's them especially hermione and ron um and it just is so it's interesting it's interesting young boys finally trying to turn it around but you can't so harry realized oh go ahead i'm sorry no i mean like this is definitely more of a conversation to have when we get to seven at that part but like it is honestly mind-boggling to me that they don't immediately recognize Hermione and Ron. Absolutely. Like, uh, given that they've seen them all the time. I mean, I know that... I, mean, I guess maybe they really don't care. Like, they're not like, oh, I'm going to remember what these people look like because at the end of the day, <laughs> Hermione and Ron really are just kind of like pawns that... How they view mm. it. They're pawns to eliminate. You uh, know, so like they're... But it's just so weird to me that like Narcissa... And Lucius and Bellatrix don't know what Hermione they've argued with like. before. Yeah, like literally seen them. Um, I just wonder. Hermione should have been recognized no matter what. Really, I wonder. Did Ron have a bunch of like facial hair and long hair? Maybe at this point. I mean, I guess maybe it's kind of almost to show how much they don't care about mm -hmm. them. Maybe. I they just, can't be I don't bothered know. I just, with the appearances of yeah, blood like, traders I don't know, and I just, like, mudbloods. I just thought about that, and I was like, what on earth? Yeah, it is a little bit strange to think about. Harry realizes that Malfoy is actually crying, and this is a huge shock to him. Malfoy doesn't really tend to show feelings at all like this. His frustrations come out in, like, jerky. Unless they're like rude. He's, like, he's a jerk kind of ways. Right. Um, but never vulnerable and emotional like this, which that is automatically a key to let Harry know, like, this is real and something is absolutely wrong. The weird thing about this moment yeah. is that the sight of Draco like this, Harry is not ever going to be able to forget it. It's, this is so vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It's so human that Harry's knowledge of this can't be undone after that. This is how Draco feels on the inside. Lori, do you think that that, um, not only because he has a, a good heart, but like in the room of requirement, when it is on fire with the fiend fire, Harry goes back to save Draco and when he really didn't have to. Do you think that maybe this moment and kind of feeling for him and knowing that he really didn't ask for this life? And do you think that maybe was maybe underlying reasons why he went back for him and saved his life? Well, for all of book seven, it's t trending toward um, save your enemies, not just your friends. Mm. Uh, I think even more than Draco, Wormtail. Like, there was yes. no reason to save Wormtail if you're going by... Absolutely like, not. You know, you're feeling your sympathy for the person. Um, mm -hmm. But as we're about to see, this moment especially is... You know, it's just reinforced over and over again that Harry and Draco are in many ways interchangeable. That their powers mm -hmm. are so similar and they're about equally matched in magic. And it's they would be lying to themselves if they denied that they could understand how the other one felt about things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100% agree. I mean, as much as Draco had a family and, and whatnot, his upbringing, I think we all can agree, was not the greatest with his father. Yes, his mother loved him. Obviously, we see that um, very much. But like, what kind of a home was that? Were you hiding out a lot? Were you essentially in a cupboard under the stairs the whole time? weird Creepy. you know what i mean yeah. 
Right. Yeah. That's sad. I know it is. Uh, it is sad to think about. But just because he he had, you know, that family still intact didn't mean that he didn't feel alone and bullied for that matter. We see the way that Lucius treats him all the time. That's a bully. He, Harry lived with bullies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I like that. They are very interchangeable in some a lot of aspects. Um, so Malf- Malfoy is sobbing. He lifts his head and he looks into the mirror. And there in the reflection is Harry staring at him. I love this so much. This is one of the many super cool ways that the series uses mirrors. Um, and plus it's a cracked mirror. Sometimes the mirrors are not cracked, but like in Order of the Phoenix, when Harry sees, he has a dream where he sees himself in the mirror and it's Voldemort's face. That's a cracked mirror. Mm. Mm. And in this time, Draco and Harry could have seen each other directly at this moment, but they don't. Their eyes meet in the mirror. It's this way to emphasize mm-hmm. that they can't help but see the similarities that they have to each other. Uh, sometimes, like uh, other examples of mirrors are like when Snape looks in the faux glass to see himself or Marietta Edgecombe sees herself in Umbridge's mirror. Uh, so mm. that's when you see yourself um, and, you know, you're trying to see something about yourself. But once in a while like this, it's this shocking moment where you and somebody else look at each other in the mirror and have that I am you feeling. And mm-hmm. well, you can't lie to yourself after that. You know, that's something that you're always going to understand about the other person. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um. So Malfoy turns around. And immediately his wand is drawn. And Harry does the same. And I feel like there is shame that he feels about showing weakness and and being discovered by showing this weakness is enough for him to immediately want to fight. Like it's a visceral reaction that he has. Mm-hmm. He ne- he has a lot of frustration and he is in control of almost nothing in his life anymore. And this is something that he can control and he goes for it. And whether it's like at the forefront of his brain, Harry Potter is Voldemort's number one thing right now. He needs to get rid of him, right? He needs him to die. And Harry Potter being alive is kind of ruining his family. So there's a lot, I know, hear me out. So there is a lot going on in his family life in relation to Harry Potter. We know um, in Order of the Phoenix, obviously Lucius fails miserably. Um, The... The uh, prophecy is destroyed. He goes to jail. Um, So that's all in relation to Harry. All those kids escape and are fine. And it's another failed attempt at Harry Potter's life. And here's Harry Potter. We are alone. I'm angry. And you could be the root cause of my anger and my life being miserable. And me having a death sentence upon my head. Obviously, none of this is Harry's fault. <laughs> all, yeah. all of this is Voldemort's fault. But 
that's he's going to react how he is going to react. Is it right? No, but this is where we are. Um, like, I wonder, like, what would his home life be like if Harry Potter was dead and gone? I mean, do I think it would be so much better? Probably not. You'd because be Voldemort, by Lucius. Voldemort would have moved on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if it was a moment, that moment where Harry is dead, everything would be okay for at least a moment. Yeah. Do I think that Draco wants Harry dead? No, absolutely not. If he did, Malfoy Manor would have been a different story. Um, Does it say what unforgivable he cast? It's Crucio. He goes to do Crucio. Yeah. But, you know, he's really genuinely just, like, not thinking clearly, and he's ready to fight. Yeah. Fight or flight. Yep. Chose fight. Yeah, I think when it says that both Draco and Harry draw their wands instinctively, I think this is really visceral response. Because Mm -hmm. anybody, you know, when you're super vulnerable and then you realize that you're threatened, there's just this impulse to protect yourself. And whatever you do to protect yourself it's not going to be a thought out thing it'll be whatever you're used to whatever tactic comes to you reflexively uh which Mm -hmm. is why you know when you're training kids it's super super important to teach them things that are not just like automatically violent because you know the things that these kids come up with when they're threatened and they're attacking each other turn out to be the super violent spells that have been on their minds lately. Mm-hmm. They're not, yeah, they're not thinking they can't. And I mean, it's what a nightmare too. Like if you're this feeling as bad as Draco is of all people to lock in and see you like, yeah. Oh God, not you right. again. <laughs> yeah. Right. Honestly, honestly. Oh, Oh my gosh. Okay. Where are we? Here we go. So Malfoy tries to hex Harry, but misses because Harry throws himself to the side and he uses nonverbal magic. And I said, you go, Glenn Coco. He uses Levy Corpus. Malfoy blocks this. I said, wow, you're good, too. Okay. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Then he raises his wand to cast another spell. This whole time. Oh, gosh. I hit a chord. Okay, this whole time, my hands are everywhere. (laughs) The whole screen just vibrated, like, so much excitement. So much excitement. Myrtle is screaming for them to stop. They're fighting over me. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) A trash can explodes. Harry tries a leg locker curse, but it hits the wall and smashes a cistern under Myrtle, who was still screaming. And now there's water everywhere. Well, Megan, I'm glad you asked. Oh, wow. Look, there's a link. I literally didn't even see that. (laughs) (laughs) It's a waterproof receptacle for holding liquids, usually water. Oh, yeah. There you go. Why would that be there? I don't know. Is it like a toilet? Maybe. Could be. Hmm. But I said toilets were like the water's up. Cool little. Yeah. I don't know. That's the cistern. Yeah. That stores the water. I do not know. Okay. I got to use one of those bathrooms in Scotland. Yeah. 
It was cool. <laughs> what an experience. Wow, is that this pizza shop? <laughs> oh my gosh. But with all this water everywhere and the screaming, this is just a regular Tuesday for her. So she's kind of like, it's fine. She's like, <laughs> she's I make the bathroom it. look like this every day. Every day. <laughs> You're stealing my thunder. Truly. Can I just say that sure. this scene... This scene laid the groundwork for many a dreary fix back in the day. Mm. Oh, oh I'm sure it did. Yeah. I'm sure it did. There's some yeah. tension. Oh, dreary. And, oh, dreary. So Harry slips on this water and Malfoy starts to cast an unforgivable curse to torture Mr. Potter. But Harry is quicker and he casts Sectumsempra first as he was wildly waving his wand and uh, I said he messed around and found out. Ouch. Found out what it was. Uh, All right, Laurie. Well, let me have it. So, Levicorpus is something that Harry's been casting without conscious thought for mm -hmm. a few months by this point, um, which made me think why is Crucio on Draco's mind? If he's a Death Eater, mm. is that something that you have to do? to perform, to show that you don't care about Unforgivables anymore, or he's had it used on him. Is that how he knows Voldemort will kill him? Mm. Uh, at any rate, I think he's been desensitized to it being an Unforgivable. Uh, and I the like opposite idea. of this, this, to me, this argues for if you want to teach kids de-escalation instead of violence, it um, mm. reminds me of Snape trying to teach these boys to do expelliarmus on each other instead when they're really yep. full of hatred for each other because uh, yeah. if you're gonna just do whatever's been on your mind then drill the non-violence into yourself reflexively uh, because mm -hmm. to feel hate is totally human but you have to be trained to channel it safely you have to make a zone of safety between feeling the hatred and then doing something with it that might have irreversible consequences. If you don't, then you scare yourself so much. Just um, having any feelings at all, it's frightening if you don't have that zone of safety. And that, mm -hmm. to me, seeing seeing this happen made me remember Snape trying to get them to be a little less aggressive to each other. You're right. You're right. Um... Okay, so here we go. Quote, blood spurted from Malfoy's face and chest as though it had been slashed with an invisible sword. He staggered backward and collapsed onto the waterlogged floor with a great splash. There's your verb for this week, guys. <laughs> his wand falling from his limp right hand. This is such a teenage thing, right? Like you're strong enough to cause really, really bad damage at this point, and you're not mature enough to know how, what it is or how to use it. And this is why you need mm -hmm. mentoring or teaching mm -hmm. or parenting more than ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jeez. And like, just him seeing this, like Harry's been through a lot and he's seen a lot. And I'm trying to think up until this point this is pretty gory yeah. <laughs> and graphic it's not like it's a broken bone 
or something like that. It's not a, a vada where somebody's just dead. There's nothing, you know, there's no blood or anything like that. Like, this is pretty, this is pretty graphic, <clears throat> excuse me, for even him. And so he immediately has regret and panic. And ugh, this part makes me sick and really, really sad. So Draco is grabbing at his chest and he's soaked with blood. And Harry starts to say that he didn't mean for that to happen. He drops to his knees beside him and Malfoy is shaking in a pool of his own blood. And so I thought to myself, how long do we have here? Because these are mortal human bodies. I don't know what the difference would be with wizarding. Uh, well, it's not like, symptoms. Um, you know, I mean, as a lot of our listeners know, a lot of us are very involved in SJM's universe, Sarah J. Mass, right? So, like, you think, mm. like, the Fae and everything in Akatar and Throne of Glass have these healing properties in their bodies. But, like, wizards are not like that. So just because they have magic... Mm. Their bodies are not just going to heal themselves right. with magic. They live they longer, but correct. they're not opposed. Right. And they need That's to true. use, like, they need to know how to fix it magically. So, like, yes, obviously, Harry, had he known the counter curse and known how to cure <laughs> this, he could have immediately done this to Draco. But he doesn't. Mm -hmm. And... I would think that it would, yeah, it would just be like a norm, normal human person, you know, human person bleeding out. Yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> right. And so I was thinking about bleeding out and I was wondering, well, how long do we have until Snape comes? Because like how long on average, this is terrible, but this is what we do here for somebody to, you know, die because of bleeding out so it says uh according to healthline.com bleeding to death can happen very quickly if the hemorrhaging isn't stopped a person can bleed to death in just five minutes oh. if their injuries are severe this timeline may be even shorter well because you think about and <laughs> this is more than likely on my brain because we're literally binge watching Grey's anatomy but literally like one of the first things that they say to do is stop the bleeding mm -hmm. or yeah. um give a person blood who is losing blood like okay well let's get new blood into them as they're losing so that we can try to keep on top of this and give them more time and try to fix this while this is happening but like you know you get a cut you always want to do like a tourniquet you know on like your leg or your arm or wherever the bleeding is etc cetera, etc cetera. if you get like a puncture wound you never want to take it out because taking it out will make you bleed like it's just, and these are literally just like open gashed wounds all over him. Sword type wounds. Mm -hmm. um, Which that like, I would assume that means that they're deep, like right. very deep. Yeah. If it's like a sword did it. And so this article goes on to say like some of the symptoms that Draco could be experiencing at this time. Pale skin, which he has all the time. <laughs> you don't laugh, you'll cry, right? <laughs> right. Colder, clammy skin, rapid heart rate, weak pulse, rapid, shallow breathing, lightheadedness, which is all one word according to this article, dizziness, confusion, and loss of consciousness. So, yikes, a ruski. This is not good. Um, 
And then Myrtle, a shining bright star in all of this, yells, murder, murder in the bathroom, murder. So thank you for learning Snape. (laughs) It was probably like lurking around. And just then, so it's very fast. um, The door opens with a bang and Snape was there. He's not happy. And he roughly pushes Harry aside and knelt over Malfoy. I am not mad about the roughly pushes Harry aside. I would have flung a kid across the room if I would have been in this situation. This was the most amazing instance of, oh my God, Snape always goes where the story is. Whenever the story really Uh, happens, there he is. But the other way that I understood this was so much as a mom. Like when I decided should I have children or shouldn't I? I realized having children means you're accepting that you'll never ever feel okay again, unless you know for sure that your kids are okay. You can't rest. And Snape has been waiting for this moment ever since he took the vow with Narcissa. Uh, I, I totally buy that he was there on the instant. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I yeah, I. He's already on alert for it. You know. Mm-hmm. For something like this to happen. Yeah. I feel like he was he was kind of always just hovering with Draco, especially well, now when which he feels probably like it's approaching. Made him so angry and annoyed. Yeah. Like he's trying to oh, get all sure. up in your business. Yeah. This is my moment. <sighs> <laughs> Honey, you don't want this. You don't want this moment. God. Um so here's a quote. He drew his wand and traced it over the deep wounds Harry's curse had made, muttering an incantation that sounded almost like a song. And I thought that that was interesting. The flow of blood seemed to ease. Snape wiped the residue from Malfoy's face. That's kind of sweet. Um, and repeated his spell. Now the wounds seemed to be knitting. Harry was still watching, horrified by what he had done, barely aware that he was too soaked in blood and water. <laughs> Moaning Myrtle, still sobbing and wailing overhead. Because well, this has everything to do with her. Oh, yeah. Wait, that's like finding Nemo with the <laughs> shock. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, when Snape had performed his counter curse for the third time... Always stronger in threes, kids. He half lifted Malfoy into his standing position. Wow. This is one of the most beautiful moments in the series for me. Snape does not look ugly here. He doesn't look greasy. To me, he looks super powerful. And this is why Mm -hmm. Dumbledore says it has to be Snape every time there's some sort of dark arts at Hogwarts. It made me think, okay, the only person who can undo dark magic is somebody who first knows what it feels like to cast it successfully and then has the greater magic in them of being desperately sorry that they ever did such a thing. Mm. And that's Mm. why Mm -hmm. that power of remorse is what can heal somebody. Yes. This Mm. feeling of um, when something really, really bad happens to kids, generally one response people have is where were the adults? This is this one fairy tale Mm. instance when actually some adult comes and knows what to do mm-hmm. and the thing that makes it so important to me that it's snape is that when a kid does something that's super terrifying 
and adult, adults look at them like you're a monster that makes the kid even more scared of themselves. And somebody like Snape, who's already done everything that Draco has done, can look at Draco mm-hmm. and say, I know every disgusting thing you've done. It's been evil, yes, but I know what this is. I know what to do. You're not the first, and you cannot disgust me. So to me, this is mm-hmm. why I know a lot of people hate Snape as a character, but this is to me why he's not a garbage character. Only yeah. somebody like him can reach a person who's in Draco's situation. And, you know, this mm-hmm. is why That's Dumbledore true. is not going after Draco. He's, you know, letting Snape handle it because, you know, Snape has been there watching Draco become a Death Eater and go into all of this. And, um, He's also the uh, the incantation I remember realizing I think I can understand what Snape is saying in his incantation and Harry can't because Harry is like most kids he has never been in charge of a younger vulnerable person where he was their guardian and then totally let them down and that's mm. what Snape is singing Mm. Um, because if the harm that happened to the kid was from your own worst flaws, then the amount of self-blame is infinite. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, what is Snape saying here? He's saying, I was supposed to protect you, but you've been damaged Mm -hmm. by this dark magic spell I made up that was so long ago, I don't even believe in it anymore. You know, and he's been trying to, suppress it and he's been trying to teach kids disarmament for 20 years but once you write down something once you write a book it's out there in the world the writer cannot control Mm -hmm. it anymore you have no control over how people read it what they do with the information you can't take your words back even if you have changed you yeah tiffany do you do you think he's feeling at fault and guilty in this moment i do okay yeah i i do too yeah because that was the point of our seeing the whole story arc with Slughorn before this is mm. seeing what, mm-hmm. when, when the guilt is this bad, how much you'll, what extent you'll go to, to lie to yourself. And what extent you'll go to, to f- correct it. And the fact that, that, you know, what can make you overcome your shame and your horror at yourself is if you see this person that you never intended to hurt and you were even supposed to protect them and they got hurt because of something you did a long time ago, that is Mm -hmm. the one thing that can be great enough to make you overcome your self-blame and actually go back and do something about it. Uh, This is set in opposition to Tom Riddle with his diary. Tom separated that from himself and he set it out in the world on purpose to do harm to other people. And Mm -hmm. Snape is owning what he did a long time ago the memory of himself Mm -hmm. at that age doing damage and trying to track it down and doing whatever he can to try to undo it Mm -hmm. and you know so it has to be snape to undo the harm from sector sempra the same way that slughorn can would only confess it if he looked at harry you know this is the young kid i didn't even i never meant to hurt you and the um, what Snape does by singing over Draco's wounds and getting his wounds to knit again, it's 
very similar to my mind to blood magic because his blood is coming back into mm -hmm. his body and it's somebody who cares so much uh, that they're healing him. Um, and the way Draco has been treating Snape all year and the kind of crimes Draco has been committing and yet this person has still come to care enough to save him and took an unbreakable vow to die for him. Uh, that to me shows not only that Draco's always going to know that that kind of caring will heal him in his blood, but it also shows that you don't have to be a mother and you don't have to be a parent to give that kind of protection mm -hmm. to somebody. A teacher can also do this. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question for you. Um, this comment was posed by our friend Vinny in the chat. He said, as far as Snape goes, he is also saving himself. If Draco dies, he dies. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I don't think Snape considers living to be a huge gift. I don't think he's afraid of dying. I I feel the same way. I, I think that he wouldn't do the things he's doing if he was afraid of death. It's much, I mean, the whole storyline, the argument of um, Dumbledore and Voldemort that there are some things that are worse than death. Um, I think mm -hmm. Snape is one of those people that knows that there are things that could make living harder than dying. And yeah, yeah try, trying to get a 16 year old to not go down the same bad path he did, that must be pretty much of a nightmare to watch. <sighs> yeah. yeah. I also think that Snape knows that what he's doing as far as Harry Potter goes in his whole double mission and keeping Harry alive, that's the most important thing to him as well. Like he's not living for himself. He hasn't in a very long time. Mm -hmm. You know, no nothing that he does in this life after Lily is gone is for himself. And how long has that been? You know, it's easy. Yeah. Decades. I mean, it's, it's at least this time he's helping a kid he actually cares about. That makes mm -hmm. it easier. Yeah. Yeah, I think that in this instant, I mean, what was I going to say? Man, I feel like my mind just went blank. Um, so, like, in terms of, like, him saving himself because of the vow and everything, I mean, like, inherently, yes, but I don't think that that's what he was thinking. He, and I, like, I think that this is kind of just, like, a, a different saying this the same thing differently it's like okay inherently yes he was saving himself but that was not his intention his uh -huh. intention and his sole focus is on saving draco because at the end of the day i feel like if there is any character in harry potter that is self-loathing and um doesn't care about his own well-being it is severus snape he doesn't care about his well-being. He cares mm -hmm. about keeping Draco safe. And I think that he is probably incredibly sad and upset that Draco is in this situation and having to go through this whole become a teenage mm -hmm. Death Eater <laughs> situation. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends, learn about a new culture, want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone 
is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com dot com slash today today like it's horrible that's i'm like just a, a teenage really... death eater baby it's awful. that's the name of this one if you, if you think about um, snape getting a second chance at life nobody was around to pull him back from turning evil when he mm. was his age and yeah. Uh, Dumbledore tried to do that with Voldemort and it did not work. But what if mm, Snape yeah. can do it for Draco? If, you know, right. look at the terrible result of all the stuff that Draco's been doing and Snape can actually show up and reverse some of the damage. This is, this makes it worth living to do all the difficult things that he's done in life. Dumbledore yeah. did a really good garbage job at even trying though with tom riddle he didn't like tom well i mean there was the I, prophecy I and i, I don't only one person who can get to tom and that person hadn't been born yet <laughs> <laughs> do you um, think a part of snape too was also trying to prevent harry from you know becoming a murderer i think his soul yeah i think snape it was like a terrible joke to Snape. Like he probably thought that it was going to be Draco that he was preventing from becoming a murderer. And then he's like, oh, mm -hmm. lucky me. I get to, the person I get to save from that. <laughs> this guy again. Well, well, well. <laughs> yeah, right. I knew you yeah. knew such dark magic, Harry Potter. <sighs> All okay. right. Yes, we are green now. Um. So Snape says that Draco needs to get to the hospital wing because he could have permanent scarring from this, but 
if they can administer Dittany quickly, that may help with that. And shout I, out. Right? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that is what Hermione uses for Ron in Deathly Hollows when he gets splinched. They um, they use Dittany so much. They use a ton of it. They do. After uh Gringotts, don't they? Yes, I think so. Because it all burns. burns. Mm-hmm. Just bathe in it. Pretty much. Um and I just thought that it was important and <laughs> scary to note here that like Snape has to support Draco like yes Snape has healed the cuts and everything but like Draco is still hurt and weak that he can't support himself and Snape has to help him across the bathroom and then um and then he looks to Harry I'm sure too like even though like the bodily wounds are healed and sealed like i believe there is spell damage that you need to heal from too this is interesting and this is absolutely no spoilers for anything with throne of glass but i did just read all of her books there's wars okay so (laughs) one of one of them gets injured and the injuries are like so extensive that even with like healer magic in that realm and them being fey they're healed but like they still cannot get up or like walk or sit up like like they're like no this is going to take a long time for you to heal even with your magical powers even with the magical properties of a healer healing you like yes the wounds are no longer there but that doesn't mean that you're perfect (laughs) you know what i mean yeah especially with dark magic i feel right too Mm -hmm. you know and i think that's like a really good parallel to like mental scars as well like sure the thing that happened isn't here anymore but like it still affects my daily thinking or like, how like when you're triggered off guard or... do you think draco oh was oh my god i mean harry too like both <laughs> yeah. of them were just right like this just was happened? scarring mentally scarring for both of them yeah horribly so yeah well the it's and then when snape says and you potter you wait for me you wait here for me of course harry doesn't move Oof. he doesn't even dream of moving um I kind of love that the whole dynamic between Harry and Snape in this scene is completely honest. They can, Harry can make up whatever lies he wants, but they both know that Snape knows everything. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. this also reminds me of why Dumbledore says, I trust Snape completely. Like when you're this extreme, you, you know, you know that nobody's lying and Snape, is just reading Harry's mind. And as awful as this is, there's something super comforting to me here because Harry and Draco both have overstepped where they thought they were almost adults and they're totally not. They're lost. And an adult has come who knows what to do. And that this adult knows Harry's worst secrets and he already knows everything, it means that Harry's not going to have that kind of festering guilty secret like Slughorn had. Um, it also means that um, both of the kids, Harry and Draco, they're not beyond hope. Mm. And just uh, there's, you know, when you when there's a disaster like this, it would be so wonderful if an adult could come and do something. And here he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, like Lori said, Harry does not think for a second to to not listen to Snape. He is just like. Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to stand here and wait for you to come back. Yeah. Um, So he could see the bloodstains floating in the water on the floor. And mm. 
he doesn't even have he can't even process or have the energy to tell Myrtle to be quiet. He is just he's just letting things be the way that they are and waiting for Snape to come back, which it takes 10 minutes for him to get back. Tiffany has poisoned my mind. I'm just picturing Harry standing there, like soaked in blood and water, and then there's Myrtle with the Jacques. Oh, oh, <laughs> she's having a good time. And then, <laughs> I mean, she's living her life. This is thriving. Oh, right. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I guess. And then she's living her death. A ghost. Snape just comes and he looks at him and says, "Go." Like nobody else can yeah. get rid yeah. of Myrtle. All he has to do. Anyway, I love Snape. <laughs> so good. Uh, so at this point, immediately Harry kind of jumps at the opportunity to like it's like a it's like a sort of apology or at least recognition that he like knows what he did was bad and he didn't mean it. So he says, "I didn't mean it to happen. I didn't know what the spell did." Which like that should be a freaking red flag, Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, I don't know what the spell does, so I'm going to cast it on a person. Like, Except what? for enemies, but, like, he was my enemy. <laughs> Harry. Yeah, and then Snape just makes sure who taught you that spell. I He pretty much knows. And he pretty much knows right. it's his fault. And he you pretty professor? much knows that he's, he's going to have to do for Harry what he's been trying to do for Draco all year, trying to prevent him from being a murderer and trying to prevent him from using, from reaching for dark magic. He, he has to turn Harry away from it. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the conversation that Harry and Sirius have about like, you know, we all have the light and dark inside us. It's just what we decide to act on. And like here is Snape seeing Harry act and and again, it's not like Harry knew. We talked about magic. this a little bit. Like, yes, it says for enemies, but we're thinking like in high school, you say, oh, my enemy, I'm going to like spread a rumor about them. You know, like it's not like, yeah, I'm going to slash them apart with a sword. Like, that's not what Harry was thinking. Um so I, it's just like an interesting correlation to it, well, it's and it's funny to see that both Sirius and Snape could have these thoughts slash conversations in a way with Harry and very different people in Harry's life. Yes. I think that um, Snape's also like, you know, when you get when something happens and you're like that was my fault and I'm so mad that it's my fault but I'm taking mm -hmm. it out on somebody else yeah um that's kind of what like his anger around this is like he's mad that Harry did it but he's mad that he's the person who put that in his hands you can't blame anyone yeah. else it would be nice to blame no. somebody else but you can't <laughs> he's got it's got to be him mm-hmm um so Harry explains he's like oh, I, I read about it somewhere <laughs> I, mean, I read about it in a library book but i can't did, remember man. what it's called and snape is just literally just says a liar which fair in this moment he's absolutely lying through his teeth um and this is really quick thinking harry thinks to try to block his mind so that snape cannot see the book um, and Snape demands that Harry go and get all of his school books because, um, yeah, he did, in fact, see it, I'm sure, in Harry's mind. So he wants to catch him in this lie. Um, 
but Harry doesn't think that it's worth arguing, so he just kind of like turns <laughs> to exit the bathroom, and as soon as he's in the corridor, he books it. <laughs> I feel like even if you even if you don't connect the dots that Snape could be um using legitimacy to just basically see what Harry is thinking about. Um you could also think that he's just maybe he doesn't even need to do that because he just knows, knows. that this was in a book and you have that book. Go get the book. Because and- it might not be anywhere else. I don't think it would be. Well, he would know that Unless... if he didn't write it down anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Or like, doesn't, I, I don't know if this is, I think that this is talked about in the book. That Doesn't Lupin say that that spell was used around the Sectum Sempra? Levi yeah. Corpus. Levi oh, Corpus was. Everyone's just out here <laughs> slashing people. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great uh... time. <laughs> High school was real different back then. (laughs) Yeah. All right. That was a stupid question. No, it wasn't. It was a good laugh. (laughs) I mean, Snape and Harry do this, though. They have experience being in each other's minds like that. Like this happened when um, Harry was telling Snape where Sirius was in Order of the Phoenix or Mm. where he thought Sirius was. Like, no, there's, there's just no lying. And this is exactly like any teenager being in trouble with a parent or a teacher you know when you just don't even Mm. don't even bother lying we all know and yeah i like that Vinny brings up that it's also a connect the dots type moment because slughorn had also told snape about how good of a student he is and then Snape's like i knew that was bob shorts (laughs) (laughs) snape is a fantastic teacher when he's not looming and intimidating people look how well harry did and he used to write the all his instructions on the board but his presence was terrifying to them yeah but think about what a great teacher he could have been strangely i mean he was yeah if if you don't yell at people and mock them (laughs) and what (laughs) laurie honestly though like what a talented Amy Lou in the chat says Snape surprisingly good remote teacher honest (laughs) to the lord he would just have everybody on mute all the time (laughs) turn Harry's screen off (laughs) oh Oh, my gosh Um, okay so he is just drenched in the blood and the water and um and I think that's hilarious, imagining him running down the hallway because it just makes me think, what if you went to school with Harry Potter and there he goes, drenched, and he's like running fast and he's not saying, like, what is, it's always something. What's going on now? <laughs> like, what now? That's how he, this is how he showed up at yeah. the beginning of the year. Blood all over his face. Right? Yeah, that's true. Why is it yeah. always covered in blood? At least yeah. it's his own this time. Not, not this, this one. one. Not this one. <laughs> um, so this is a quote from the book. It says, "He felt stunned. It was as though a beloved pet had turned suddenly savage. Whoa. What had the prince <laughs> been thinking to copy such a spell into his book? And what would happen when Snape saw it? Would he tell Slughorn? Harry's stomach churned. How Harry had been achieving such good results in potions all year? Would he confiscate or destroy the book that had taught Harry so much? The book that had become a guide and 
had become a kind of guide and friend, Harry could not let it happen. He could not. Um, it is kind of interesting because like he does view, he has viewed this quote prince as a mentor almost to him all year. And now all of a sudden this mentor who has guided him in such positive ways in potions class has steered him so wrong with this. And he probably feels really betrayed by the prince, not even like knowing who or anything about this person, like probably does feel really betrayed. Like, oh my gosh, like I trusted you because you were helping me so much and I never would have thought that you would have done this. You know what I mean? Um, little does he know that the prince was the Death Eater. Uh, so Ron sees him as he comes just bounding through the common room and up to their um dorm room and he just looks bewildered ron does and he's like where have you been why are you soaking is that blood Mm. (laughs) (laughs) and harry is panting and he's just like ron i need your book stat i'll explain it later please just hand it over Kay thanks ron gives it to him he books it back out after he grabs his backpack Books it out of the common room, um, makes the detour stop at the room of requirement and just thinks as he paces, I need a place to hide my book. I need a place to hide my book. I need a place to hide my book. And there was the door. He wrenches it open, flings himself inside and slams it shut. You forgot the part where he has to click his heels together three times? Yes. Yeah. There's no place like the room of requirement. <laughs> Can we talk about Ron like being the best of just solid no questions? Just, yeah, yeah. Here's my book. Okay, here you go. Talk to you later. You're covered in blood, but I mean, clearly something's happening. I don't what, need to ask questions. What does Ron? Ron doesn't open it anyway. What does he need it for? <laughs> he just asks Hermione to do his homework. I love that part in the movie when they both fight over like the clean copy and then the cruddy copy in the cupboard it's cute it's so funny all right so harry goes into the room requirement and he just lets out this gasp because even though he's literally in shock i think he's panicked he's terrified of what's waiting for him when he gets back to the bathroom and has to face snape again he's just it's described as overawed in the book um so i'm gonna read the description of this particular room in the room of requirement. So is this the first time he has gotten to the room? Of hidden things? Of hidden things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's full of really interesting little tidbits mm. right here. Yeah. Like a lot. I love this. Mm-hmm. Ooh, do you want to know really quick? I'm sorry. It's okay. One, I thing that I, one thing that I really liked about the films was that a lot of the things that they put in the room of requirement were like, old things from film sets that they didn't have anywhere else to put and that's what they used to like <laughs> fill the room with so it was like that's cool i'm pretty sure that they had like some of like the the purple sleeping bags from prisoner of azkaban some of the lights from slughorn's party like there was just like a bunch of stuff that they used for these like single scenes that they're never gonna need again and they just like put them in there to like fill it with that's stuff. great <laughs> i like that's that cool yeah they also caught some of it on fire in filming of the seven. Like for one. realsies. <laughs> Yikes. That fire got kind of out of control. Yeah. Well, I it was being fire, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. 
He was standing in a room the size of a large cathedral, whose high windows were sending shafts of light down upon what looked like a city with towering walls, built of what Harry knew must be objects hidden by generations of Hogwarts inhabitants. There were alleyways and roads bordered by teetering piles of broken and damaged furniture, stowed away perhaps to hide the evidence of mishandled magic, or else hidden by castle-proud house elves. There were thousands and thousands of books, no doubt banned or graffitied or stolen. There were winged catapults and fanged frisbees, some still with enough life in them to hover hover half-heartedly over the mountains of other forbidden items. (laughs) There were chipped bottles of congealed potions, hats, jewels, cloaks. I hate that word. Congealed. Congealed. (laughs) Also coagulated. I know. Talking about blood. That makes me think of cheese, actually. Ew. Ew. Oh, okay. the one that cheese like Ooh. coagulates on your pizza. Don't I don't like ruin that. Ruin cheese. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> cheese ruins itself when it coagulates. Katie. Oh my god. It does. Okay. <sighs> there were what looked like dragon eggshells, corked bottles whose contents still shimmered evilly, several rustling swords, and a heavy blood-stained axe. Question: Is Ooh. this? The axe that the Bloody Baron used. (gasps) He didn't use an axe. Didn't he he just stab her with a knife? Oh, I don't know. Come on, you guys. I would like if it was an axe and this was the axe. Okay, that'd be a cool call out. You would, Slytherin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Harry hurries into one of the alleyways. He passes a stuffed troll. That's interesting. Someone had to carry that and then stuff it into, like, put it into the hidden room. Um, and who's passing that? I don't know. He passes the broken vanishing cabinet that Matsuyu had gotten lost in the previous year. The thing that Harry is, like, looking to catch Malfoy in the act of. He walks right by it. No idea. This is the most amazing metaphor for all things this room i sometimes think of it as wizarding hoarders but yeah everything you want to hide all shadowy parts of the entire collective unconscious it's um i also think of the Augean stables like the king had stables had all these horses and their stables were never ever mucked out and the only way to get them cleaned oh my god please had to divert two rivers to flow through them and that's how they cleaned out this what a story oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) we need some no that's staying (laughs) but just the hugeness of it and like you can feel Mm. all these people's guilt like every single thing is a story of guilt you know what it makes yeah. me think of as well is like this room is huge. It's a labyrinth. It's it's massive. So is the cave with the lake. Hmm. Oh my god, they both are jagjumpus. That's a different kind of hoarding. Ooh. Hoarding of inferior. Uh-huh. But truly, let's think about that. Like both of these are rooms in which to hide both are gigantic almost seemingly never ending i like it (laughs) i like it i like it it's just fun yep so harry apparently finds where he wants to stash his book 
he finds a cupboard. I think it's described as looking like it had acid <laughs> thrown on it. That's interesting. Um, and inside there's a cage where someone, this is terrible, someone must have hidden a creature because there's a skeleton in it. And the skeleton has five legs. I don't know what that is. It's that what if that scary. that sounds like it's a haggard creation? No, it's it's an actual oh. magical creature. Um, really? Yeah, like ah, but I can't. Re- Can it be Haggard's though? Time for Google. Time for Google. <laughs> oh gosh, Haggard would never forget he put a creature unless you couldn't find the room again. Oh man, maybe that's what a happened. quintiped. <gasps> Those are, aren't those like really bad? Or am I thinking of a manticore? I think of a manticore. Well, I mean, manticores are also pretty bad. I think quintipeds are like five stars on the mom. A dangerous magical beast with five legs, each ending in a club foot and was covered in thick red brown hair. It is a 5X classification. Mm. Oh my God. I was like 5X, like the t-shirt size. Interesting. Oh they were only found on the Isle of Drear, which lay off the northernmost tip of Scotland. The isle has been made unplottable to minimize the danger posed by these creatures. Does it say how big they are? Um, Five X. Are they large? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say. Let me see. Because this thing's in a cage in a cupboard. Unless it's a large cupboard. It could be a baby. It could. Oh. We're trying to get a DeVito measurement here. That too. Brandon says at least one DeVito. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty big. Megan with an H says at least pretty big. five. It doesn't really uh it doesn't really tell me how, how big they are. But I mean if it's small, it could be just uh Oh yeah, look here. It says in nineteen ninety seven, whilst hiding a book in the room of requirement, Harry saw a cage containing a dried skeleton of a long dead quintiped in the room. Lori. Also, I'm sorry. I called you Brandon. You are actually Mr. Congeal Congeal (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh. (laughs) You guys are a mess. I didn't even realize that you did that. (laughs) We're over here talking and being serious and figuring out creatures and they're over here messing around <laughs> are you that surprised no not in the slightest i'm impressed <laughs> i want to be um, I'm not even so mad about it i'm impressed i want to be quacky lori now <laughs> oh my yes. god yes yes you may oh change your name <laughs> um so this is where harry decides to stuff his book behind this cage with the skeleton in it Admittedly, if I opened this cupboard and saw a skeleton, I'd be like, bye, and wouldn't look behind it. So good spot. Um, And then he's thinking, like, how would I ever find this again? Like, if I like when I need to come in and get this book again, because I have to be the best at potions, how am I going to find it? So he seized the a chipped bust of an old, ugly old warlock from on top of a nearby crate. He stood it on top of the cupboard where the book was now hidden perched a dusty old wig and a tarnished tiara on the statue's head mm-hmm. to make it more distinctive. Horcrux. 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 Wasn't, it, wasn't <laughs> it like, hey, Harry. Yeah. Hey, dude. Harry. Like <laughs> <laughs> calls to like. Put me on. Ooh, I wonder if you could ever take it off. 
Dun, dun, Ooh. Dun. You forever have to be sparkly and fancy. Maybe I do want to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it has the opposite effects and makes you not smart. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, gosh. So Harry runs back to the bathroom because he's probably like taken, clearly he's taken way more time than it should take to just go get his school bag and come back down. So he has to make up for that time by absolutely sprinting. And he hands his school bag over. He's like panting. He's got a stitch in his side. Um, And one by one, Snape looks through all of Harry's books until he gets to the last one. Of course, it's the last one because drama. I feel like he he would take his time. Mm-hmm. Let him sweat. It's like, even though it's not a potions book, he just like slowly flips through all the pages. <laughs> He's looking very carefully at the potions book. And he says, This is your copy of Advanced Potion Making. Advanced it's Potion Making, is it coming up? It's coming up. Yes, said Harry, still breathing hard. You're quite sure of that, are you, Potter? <laughs> yes, said Harry with a touch more defiance. <laughs> This is the copy of Advanced Potion Making <laughs> that you purchased from Flourish and Blots. No, I got it on Amazon, said Harry. Uh, <laughs> hey, Amazon was around. <laughs> yes, Drop said local. Harry firmly. <laughs> then why, asked Snape, does it have the name Runal Waslib written inside the front cover? Harry's heart missed a beat. That's my nickname, he said. <laughs> Your nickname, repeated Snape. Oh my God, this is so brilliant. I can't even uh, understand how brilliantly this chapter is written. I mean, it has so many layers. Like Harry running around worrying that Slughorn is going to find out this is how he did well in potions. Like Harry, you have bigger problems right now. But that's right, his big worry. Right. And then potential murder. Also, he's trying to hide the book, but he realizes he has to come back later. So we see him marking it to not push it away not repress it and you know that's that's an unusual thing for people to do in that room and then Rudolf Waslib is the most surreal like callback <laughs> you know the punchline <laughs> the joke was set up so long ago this yeah this is brilliant <laughs> I love the fact that he's also like kind of letting Harry dragging drag this on. He's playing the game with Oops. him because he keeps asking him the same question, knowing the answer already. And I, I kind of like this. <laughs> Dare it's I say. funny. It is very well, it's, funny. It's almost like this reminds me of one of my favorite Harry Snape <laughs> moments from um, Prisoner of Azkaban when Harry like, busts butt to get back to the school in time when he snuck into Hogsmeade and he gets just totally grilled by Snape and like has to pull all of these Zonko's (laughs) products out of his pocket and Snape's just like well where did you get these if you weren't in Hogsmeade and Harry's like oh Ron and Hermione got them for me and he's like oh you you just carry these around all the time it's like how many how many times can he get Harry to lie (laughs) it's just really enjoyable to read because Snape is so relentless, but so is Harry. Harry's just like, what are you going to throw at me? I'm going to come up with something that's just going to probably just make Snape so mad because no matter what he does, this kid just always comes back with some sort of answer. The last word. It's like my dog. Always the last word. <laughs> um, so Snape had said your nickname and Harry goes, yeah, 
that's what my friends call me. And Snape's like, I understand what a nickname is. <laughs> it's so good. It's so this good. This is my favorite too because this is just them being petty at each other. This, their animosity is yep. so petty because Harry's implying, yeah, because you probably didn't have any friends. And Snape is like, oh. I do know what friends are. Like he's irritated right back this it's a child's argument almost and and it's their characterization it's so spot on i bow down this is so good (laughs) so good it is quite good so good um and all this time harry's like close your mind close your mind close your mind which is really interesting like he's trying to do this against the person who taught him to do this and like he never fully mastered it um and snape tells he's like you know what i think I think you're a liar, you're a cheat, and you deserve detention with me every Saturday until the end of term. What do you think about that? <laughs> I think it's great, oh, actually. Melanie. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh. I know these moments, like, I remember, like, read and still reading them now, I still have, like, the same reactions. It's like you have that panic for Harry, but you also just like can't wait to see how they argue about it together because you know it's going to be good. Mm. It's just like so enjoyable and yet so anxiety inducing at the same time. Oh, my gosh. And if you can even believe it, we still have another third of the chapter. (laughs) (laughs) How long have we been recording at this point? An hour and a half. (laughs) You guys can like see why look at all these good conversations right also megan i want to point out something i do not know um if it was an axe or wasn't an axe that killed the gray lady because it just says a weapon and it says a single like single wound so could have been one hack perhaps Mm. so maybe 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 it was I feel like with an axe, somebody's going to go for it like two times, but. Oh Never know. They could have good aim. I just. What I'm sorry. Is that dark? It wasn't. That was an intimate kill. What? Who? Great lady. Oh. She said it, maybe it was thrown. He oh. wouldn't throw it. He no. was probably up close and personal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Are we ready for the lightning bolt round? Uh, no, but yes. Kay. So go ahead. <laughs> um, is it, is it Evie or is it Evie in Discord? I mean, I feel like it's Evie, so that's what I'm going to say. But Evie asks, no, what? No, Evie. 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 Thank you. Evie asks, what would you have done if you were Harry when he found Draco in the bathroom? I wouldn't have cast Sectumsempra, let me tell you that. <laughs> what was the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> what would you have done if you were Harry when he found Draco in the bathroom? I wouldn't have spied because that would have made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> I would have spied and not gotten caught, Harry. <laughs> he was like kind of ogling. dumbfounded in the doorway. Yeah, like what on earth? Just listen in. Why are you standing in the doorway like a dummy? I think he was in shock. He's never yeah, seen totally. that before. He needed an extendable ear. 
Yeah. Yeah, truly. Why doesn't he have one of those just in his bag at all times? Literally, would though, you, he's Harry Potter. Would you have kissed him like some people in the chat would have? Draco? Yeah. <laughs> As Harry? Yeah. I'm here for the Jerry. Let's do it. No, I wouldn't have. He needs a oh, he needs a rebound. A rebound? Yeah. From He's a- not even with Ginny yet. No, Draco. Oh. Wait, from who? Who did he break up with? His childhood. <laughs> Katie. His innocence. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Kim asks, how did Snape get to the scene so quickly? Do you think he was tailing Malfoy or Harry, or was it just good timing? No, he was always looming. Mm-hmm. I feel like he was hovering around Draco. Maybe he put like a magic version of an Apple tag on Draco and just sure. knew where he was at all times. And, I like, kind of knew if he was in that. danger. Lori, yeah. what do you think? I just know how I feel when I'm worried about one of my kids. Just mm-hmm. like as soon as I can get there, I get there. Yeah. 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 We also don't know what a conversation was beforehand. Harry was in charms. This is from Harry's point of view. Did they have some sort of talk? And that's why he was kind of. Yeah. Like uh, why was Draco even there? Pushed over the edge. You know what I mean? So maybe he was still just kind of around. Does Snape have Snape Mm. senses like Spidey senses? Yes. senses. He has Severus tingles. He does. Oh, nope. Nope. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Pick a different wording. <laughs> That's what they say. That's what Peter says. He has Peter Tingles. Peter Tingles. <laughs> oh, I need to wash my brain. <laughs> what else? It was else? funny. Oh, it was funny. <laughs> Um, Megan with an H asks if you were Harry would you have used Sectumsempra mm. if I was Harry yes because Harry doesn't think if I was me probably not I don't know I would have been like oh you crying here's a tickle spell feel better I, d- I mean genuinely in that moment okay yeah I read the spell Sectumsempra I just I would rather like go to one of the ones that you use yeah, that you learned it, in dueling club. Yeah. I would have probably used like Patrificus uh, Totalis. Uh, something hefty. But that, like, like makes him frozen and then you can like go get yeah. someone and be like, This dude just cast Crucio at me. Yeah, because it is an unforgivable. I would have used something pretty Why didn't he just use substantial immobilis? No, mm. Harry just knows how to cast Expelliarmus. He should have just well, done that. He tried the leg locker curse before he missed. Look at me, like tried love a corpus as well. So tried yes, again. <laughs> what is it? A one and done? Oh, yeah. I sent it once. Can't do it again. You can't, <laughs> can't double tap on spells. You just can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harry. Oh, Harry. Uh, all right, Brandon. I think that is Miss Congeniality, right? There's no, that's Mr. No, he's Mr. Oh, shoot. Oh, oh, I see. You guys are confusing me. Okay. Um, well, they kind of asked the same thing. Well, that's the point. That's what they want. 
Uh, but I'm not going to say that both of you asked it because then that would give Ravenclaw double the points. So I'm just going to pick Mia's question. Oh, my God. <laughs> In this moment, do you love Snape? This is for you, Meg. Um, Look at Lori he... waiting. <laughs> Baited breath. Love is a big word. With ah! Mr. Snape. Mr. Snape. Um, I Are you feeling the Severus tingles? Snape. <laughs> I appreciate Snape in this moment because I'm glad that he's there for Draco. And I'm glad. Obviously, I don't want Draco to die. And neither did Harry. So, like, thank God he was there when he showed up. Because otherwise, Harry would have been a murderer. <laughs> like, straight up. Um... I I truly do enjoy reading about Snape at a deeper level. I feel like it is it's really easy to read Snape's surface level and just straight up hate him. Um and I feel like that is the case with a lot of people and if that is how you want to feel about him then that is fine. I'm not going to tell you how to feel your feels or live your life or read a character. That's fine. But he is one of the greatest gray characters that is written in this series, and he's written well. Dumbledore, gray character. Great Snape, character. Gray character. You said. Yeah, it's GR. Slughorn. Gray character. Like, they're all great to read and break down and do the have these types of conversations about. Like, the. These conversations are more fun on a character like Snape than even like Harry. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you always I feel like Harry, like you kind of always know what he's going to do or what he's going to say. He's very predictable. Snape, there's like so much below the surface there that you can take it so many different ways and break it down in so many different ways. And it's just amazing. So he's an onion. Um, I think that that's a really great thing to talk about these characters with someone like Lori to give us pushback and differing opinions. Uh, Megan, Katie, and myself feel very similarly about a lot of the characters in the series. So it's great to have Lori's opinion and thoughts here to um, challenge us. And I appreciate yeah. that a lot. Totally. I also love that in this chapter, when Harry casts Sectumsempra, Snape looks at him like, oh, you're grayer than I thought. Suddenly you're more yeah, interesting. Like he's surprised. Yeah. Usually yeah. Snape doesn't think about Harry. He just, you know, has a, a bad image of Harry. But at right. this point, he's looking at him like, who thought you had it in you? Huh? Join us on the really? interesting character side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boring like good old James Potter. Next question is from Megan with an H again. <laughs> Which is worse, congealed or moist? <laughs> I moist. say congealed. Moist is worse. Really? Yeah, because it's man. wet. But, yeah, but congealed, Con congealed like, is like at least it's it's gloopy. It's like greasy. <laughs> but it's harder though. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I don't like it. At least moist, like, ooh, that's a moist cake. At least it's that means delicious. If you're like, ooh, congealed cake, no, not good, no. I never need a is that cake. word good. <laughs> 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 oh, oh 
jeez, Louise. What's okay, last last question. Well, mm. little fun thing. Runal Wazlib each other's names. <laughs> I saw I, you guys doing this. I said shit. I said one for me. Hold on, what was it? I also did <laughs> Tiffany. I don't know. My brain's like not working today. I want to do this, but I don't. So I did Mugen Pakis. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's good. And you did. And then for Tiff, I said (laughs) Tfib (laughs) Omali. I love me some Omali. Tufine Malloween. (laughs) Is there a website that does this? Runal Waslib. What? Really? I want to know. Bruno Waslov is just so good. So I'm going to do Lori's. My brain doesn't work. I can't do it myself. I'm still stuck on Coagulori. I'm so attached <laughs> to it. <laughs> I mean, that could definitely be your Bruno Waslov name. <laughs> True. Oh, my gosh. How do you Bruno Waslov Kim, though? Like, how can you... <sighs> kimchi. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Autocorrected oh, to kimchi. No. <laughs> right. I'm hungry now. What about Katie? Yeah. Looney Looney Kimchi. <laughs> Looney Kimchi. Looney. Like like Looney Luna. Somebody do Katie. I did two of them. Somebody else mm. needs to do Katie. Somebody on the internet do it. My brain hurts. Was in yes, first grade all day. Koofy <laughs> Pagus. I like that. That's really good. Like Somebody that. do a better job with Lori's. I feel like Looney's Looney's good. I like Looney. Give me a... Waiting. We're waiting for other smart people. We're waiting. Oh, Loney Ma- Cam. <laughs> <laughs> yes. all right let's do the fan story yes please okay fan stories from october 2020 a bad time from faith all in black Mm. my name is faith all in black i'm 22 years old and i'm from south shore nova scotia canada nice my house is gryffindor but also have some slytherin too my wand Woo-hoo. is Willow Wood Phoenix Feather Core, twelve and a quarter inch length, and quite blendy. Oh my god, blendy, bendy flexibility. Did you know that Lily Evans's wand is Willow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you know? Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> also, notice how I said Lily Evans because uh-huh. I don't want to acknowledge that yeah, she married yeah. James. Yeah, we're uh-huh. aware. We're aware. God, I hate him. <laughs> who do you hate more james or snape james i knew you were gonna say that easy james Lori just applauded inside um quite bendy flexibility which i don't think the flexibility 100 percent suits me my patronus is a manx cat i'm unusual in the Mm -hmm. fact that i started harry potter with the movies when i was two years old my parents split up and my dad introduced us to the harry potter movies a few years later My dad began dating and later married a really horrible woman and they fought all the time. So me and my older sister used the Harry Potter movies as a refuge to escape that. I didn't read the books until I was 20 or 21 years old. And of course, I loved them and loved learning all the things that aren't in the movies. 
I still love the movies since that was how I was introduced to the series, but the books are so incredible. Your podcast is so fun to listen to. You are all hilarious, and I love learning something new every time I listen. I started listening during the pandemic and listening to you guys and listen to you guys way too often trying to catch up. Hmm. I love you all so much. Love your laughter and obsession with Harry Potter. Please don't stop being you and thank you for all the work you put into your amazing podcast. Don't let the muggles get you down. Mm. Thank you, Faith. 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 Gotta have faith. <laughs> I'm still I appreciate really, that. Um, I'm still really happy for you that your Patronus is a Manx cat. I just get so jealous of anybody whose Patronus is any. Megan has hung up on that part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad that you had us during uh, the thick of the pandemic times. Like, I'm happy that we could be there for you. I, you know, this was a I, refuge for us. I was gonna say, I always say, anytime that somebody says that to me, like. Obviously, that means the world to me, but I also always reply and be like, Swish is what got us through it, too. So, like, yeah. thank you for saying that, because if we didn't have this to do, like, if I didn't have a specified time every week to sit down with my friends and talk about Harry Potter and, like, see faces and chat with people on Discord, like, that would have been rough. Yeah. <laughs> More yes. rough than it already was. Mm hmm. So mm -hmm. those are hard times. Hard time. Need a joke. Right. Do you have one? I see you looking. I have, I have two. Oh. Can you please come to work prepared? <laughs> <laughs> Can you please like shut up? <laughs> <laughs> Hufflepuff. Okay. Stick burn. Stick burn. Okay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> There's a tough puff. Okay, so I have one that I just thought was cute. And then there's also, I had I have to read a Slytherin one because we're talking about Snape and Draco, right? Yes. So the fun one. Which professor loves roller coasters? Uh, Remus Loop-de-Lupin. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, that was, that was okay. Decent. What's a Slytherin's favorite movie? Snakes on Snake. a Plane? Yeah, Snakes on a Plane! <laughs> <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Oh my god. I just kicked Iggy up the bar. I win. So rude. Kicking oh. your child. I know he was under my chair. Well, There's down. also the Did next. You just down. kick a cat. <laughs> the one after that. Mm. I'll save it. Never mind. Okay. Never mind. I can't tell too many because some of them right. are so dumb I can't read them on the podcast. Oh Brandon has a concealed joke. All right, Please Brandon, speak now or forever hold the peace. Let's share it. <laughs> Type faster. <laughs> this is a lot of dead air. Hey, 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 this is time going out the window. He still typing. New salary. Oh, One million dollars. Do 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 do. Way more than that. No. He's stressing. He's stressing. Brandon is stressing out. He's still <laughs> typing right now. <laughs> Katie, go ahead. Oh my god. I robbed a bank with a Jello knife. I was acute, or I was charged with carrying a congealed weapon. Thank you, Brandon. Oh, Brandon. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. Also, no, Worth she's the not wait. lying. He is getting paid a million dollars. I know. I read that. 
early. Oh, I thought it was gonna be more with the possible bonus of also a hundred percent. However, yeah. I don't think that that includes. That feels low, honestly. Well, well, but I mean, I do think that he's doing that for face. Like to I agree. Him. Yeah. It I'm says sure he'll be also be granted a long-term incentive award having a target value of $25 million for each fiscal year in the agreement. There, there it is. you go. There's the money. <laughs> There's the money. Uh, cool, anyway, 26 oh, mil. On that note, uh, yes. sorry if uh, people who are listening don't care about Disney. Listen, you Bob Iger. We do, so. I love Bob <laughs> Iger. And also, Bob Iger, I know you're listening. Can you give us a little bit of that change? Yeah, can you or just, just like park or stuff? Or you know what I would bit. take instead of a just cut of your stuff. salary? A membership to Club 33. I would take Thank annual you. passes for life to all the parks. All mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that Club 33 comes with annual passes. Doesn't to it? all oh, of no. the parks. Give me a house mm-hmm. in Golden Oak. Ah. That's what go. I want. That's okay. Trump changed for him. Exactly. Super specific. Send that's like that's here. like what he would find in his couch. Probably. He'd be able to pay for that. Yeah. Can I have your couch money, Bob Iger? <laughs> <laughs> Can I have your couch anyway, <laughs> we did what get a bingo doing? and it went to a Hufflepuff. Shout oh, out to you. Good. good. Puff, Just as long as Jess. it's not Ravenclaw. Also, I want to see, <laughs> did I get it? Let's see. Nice job, Badgers. We we didn't really have Sassy Harry, did we? We did, but we didn't say Sassy Harry. (sighs) You guys, did we talk about Slughorn? I'm just going to lose with pride. It's fine. I got it. I got Slughorn. We talked about a Malfoy. I got the free space. We talked about an unforgivable curse, and we talked about a Swish Prefect. Woo, woo, woo. Just, I would, like, freaking die if I saw you do that in real life. Megan, bingo, deduct 50. Did you flip. take points I away from claim it. I didn't claim the bingo. No. No. Okay, thank you. Uh, anyway, shout out to Hufflepuff. I want to see you guys like physically fight next time you meet up. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, let's do um, it. Get in those fighting? big old marshmallow suits and just beat the snot out of each other. Dude, that would be <laughs> okay, so that I would do. That I would do. <laughs> Wait, are you going to do like the sumo suits or are you yeah. going like, to go in the bubble ball? Oh, both. Oh, both. But or you got to have you like in the... a sumo suit in a bubble ball. The big helmet on and I want you guys to just, I want punching to happen. <laughs> I got to see it. Sock and boppers. Sock yes. and boppers. Oh my gosh. Okay, House Cup standings. Ravenclaw still in first. 4,604. Hufflepuff is creeping up. So 3,555. Yeah. Slytherin's in third with 3,022. Guys, we're almost there. We're only 1,600 behind. We could do this. I got mm-hmm. faith in us. Yeah, Gryffindor, quality. no faith. Fourth place, 2,455. Sorry, guys. That's a great number. You're losing. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great number. So sad. Arguably the best, actually. Thank you mm. for that. <laughs> Lori. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. Thanks for coming on these crazy rides with us and not being like, yeah, I'm never doing this again. Okay, bye. Like those fools that haven't caught on that I will talk and talk and talk. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. Let's do one more and then you send me Snape heavy chapters that you want. And then you can come on. And then you can come on. Going forward. I will. How about that? 
We also need to go she back will. in time. And She's going to Oh, you Oh, we you're going to need to be there after my man dies. Oh. We got to have you on for that. Ouch. That's coming up. That's quick. Yeah. yeah. That's a heartbreaker. Okay, Lori, we'll talk. Okay. But yes, Lori's back again for part three of this whenever we're recording because I don't know it's Thanksgiving week and I'm just trying to survive. Early next week. Yeah. Before before Megan and Katie go to Disneyland. Disneyland. And then they send me pictures of all the merch and then they FaceTime me in the shops and they say, do you want this? Do you want this? And I say, yes, take my money. Okay. That's what we do when they go to yeah. Disneyland. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> All right, guys, that concludes this week's Wait. episode. No, it doesn't. What it is doesn't. this episode for? We mi- we didn't do it last time either. We have to do it this time. We can't miss it two it's weeks in a row. Congealed things in Runa Waslib. I don't know. Perfect. <laughs> okay. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Melanie. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. She's really nice. She was really nice. <laughs> this is so dating this episode. I love it. All right. It is November 21st, 2022. That is a TikTok. If you still know what TikToks are, if that's really cool still. Okay. Um, so that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down. Amazing. Just my voice. <laughs> I can't get it out of my head. I know. We need to come. And recording. (laughs) Oh. All right, kids. Let's do this. I'm going to start. Here we go. Hello and welcome to episode two. Nope. Why was that weird for me? <laughs> I, I was, was right. Hell. You were I right. know. I know. And then my brain looked at the seven. It was like, did you want to say 700? And then Ooh. my mouth still said the right thing. And my brain was like, you should stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we're really going to go. Bye, Swishers.